Welcome to episode 109 of Kapowcast. <laughs> 109. <laughs> I am Mike. Joining me today is Tony Vance. Hey, how you doing? And Jeff Jefferson. Greetings. How you doing, Jeff? We've haven't we've missed you. I missed you too. I am well. Um, I ate some bad Cheetos, but besides that, I'm okay. <laughs> nah, I don't mind them. I think they're good. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. That escalated quickly. <laughs> How dare uh, you defer on my opinion on Cheetos? <laughs> You're a dick. <laughs> I wish That's you were ridiculous. gone again. <laughs> uh, once again, before we jump into the show today, I want to thank uh, the guys from Three Wise Men last week for swinging by and telling us a bit about their book, Motor City Mo, Kyle, Tyler, Dylan. Woo. It was great having them. You guys went and saw uh, the wrestling match last night. Mm-hmm. Yes, we did. How, how was that? Oh, it was really good. I was, uh, I mean, not to say I had low expectations, but you don't really expect like too much from like a indie fed that you've never seen before but at the Taylor town. Yeah. A Taylor based wrestling organization. Right. No offense to the amazing, uh, fabulous people of Taylor, Michigan. But <laughs> <laughs> Why are you all laughing? <laughs> <laughs> was I being was it that obvious? I was being sarcastic. It was. It was. Coded, it was coded pretty thick. <laughs> but yeah, the show was really good. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. Yeah, like we popped. This was actually we popped our uh, wrestling. Live event cherries there too. Yeah, it was really? our first ever wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Both, I never been really? to Yeah, I did not know that. I've never been to a um, indie mm-hmm. event, uh, but I've I've been to a couple three raws. Yeah, man, three raws. Yeah, you ever been to any pay per views? Uh, yeah, Hell in a Cell. We were just talking oh, about yeah, the back That's in October. Right. Yeah, my my dream is to one day go to a WrestleMania. Hell yeah, that is. A- my dream, but at the same time, I'm like, gosh, I don't know if, because I always see like them in them big, like football stadiums. And I'm always thinking to myself, like, why would you even want to sit that high? Like you can't see shit. Yeah. But I guess true. just for the atmosphere. I was about to say, it's the same thing as Super Bowl. Like, yeah. why would you sit that high? You can't see anything, but it, you're at the Super Bowl. Cause yeah. let's be honest. I would, that I would probably be sitting in like nosebleeds if, uh, I went to one oh, of those. Oh, geez. How much would tickets for like decent seats cost? Like $500 Probably or something? something like that. I've heard it's one of those things like people have a savings account for Beyonce tickets. And then there's also savings account for like <laughs> WrestleMania tickets. Like there's people that go every year. There is every a crossbreed of Beyonce and WrestleMania. Fans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she's going to perform the halftime <laughs> show at WrestleMania this year. Um, so, yeah. Thanks again for the three wise men. I hope to do some more stuff with them. In the future. It was a good show, too. Hell, yeah. I took a listen to it. Highly recommended. Their sound production was horrible, though. Yeah. (laughs) Wait, wait. Are we talking about our show? or No, the uh, wrestling show. The wrestling show. Okay. I I thought you were talking about our show because it was. Was it horrible? Oh, that's funny. Yeah. You no, couldn't not, hear, I'm, yeah. You couldn't hear any of the promos or I, anything being done. It, it was, uh, it was very upsetting. And then, like to me. the music was really loud when they would like announce people's names, so I couldn't hear who anyone was. And well, it wasn't even the music wasn't loud. It was just the microphone wasn't loud yeah, enough. That's, if uh, if anybody from Clash Wrestling is listening, uh, we have a sound guy. <laughs> that's what I said. Readily available, <laughs> and he will get your shit going. I will make it so that you just have to push a button, but yeah. it's going to cost you. <laughs> I don't work for free. Um, not even here. <laughs> Let's uh they pay me Twinkies and Monsters <laughs> and back rubs. <laughs> Let's jump into the news portion of the show. Shall we? Okay. <laughs> um Deadpool 2 trailer came out, another one. Mm-hmm. Very quickly after the second one, mm-hmm. or first one, which yeah. I have to ask you Tony because we did a show in uh, a couple weeks ago where there was reports that the test screening went horrible. <laughs> yeah, the show you fucked up. I remember that. It yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just completely derailed it. Dropped oh. the biggest pipe bomb I've ever had, like, dropped on me in anywhere. Ever. But then what happened? There was, uh, yeah, there was reports. Uh, <laughs> like I, I saw during the middle of the show, we were talking about the Riddler. And then, like I had to stop the show then as tracks because there was a thing coming out saying that the test screenings for Deadpool two have scored very low that people have not liked them. But since then I have seen things saying that the test scores actually have been better than the first one. Yeah. (laughs) So, which this kind of ties into 
Also, there was like test screenings for Aquaman recently saying that they didn't, uh, they didn't go super well. Not with the uh, land folk, but underneath the ocean. Uh, <laughs> they said that they, they they said it wasn't a disaster per se. Yeah, but that it 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 could use some reshoots and stuff like that, which brings me to like, and the th- I, I I don't trust. I don't think I trust these test screening reports anymore. No, me either. Because it seems like, especially with like the case of like Deadpool. Yeah, it just seems like anybody could go on like. Twitter or Facebook and say, Hey, I know a guy whose <laughs> brother's cousins, best friends, cousins, girlfriends <laughs> saw Ferris at 31 sis- different flavors last night. Yeah, <laughs> saw the Deadpool 2 screening and said that it was really bad. And oddly enough, like uh, you, you put that on Twitter and whether or not you have any credentials, that seems to catch fire. Yeah. Well, I mean, anyone's rumors are made to be spread. So everyone's happy to spread it and believe it immediately, especially <laughs> if it's something that says that something's bad because then it'll be like, oh, I told you so. I told you it fucking suck. Right. They ruined my character and, you know, like, oh, I read all the comics. It's a horrible adaptation, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um. So I wonder if this Deadpool trailer was almost a reaction to that claim. Right. Because I- of how quickly <laughs> it came out after and how... Like, I feel like we didn't get that first trailer not too long ago. Yeah. Even though it wasn't really a full trailer. No, um, it was barely... Well, it was a trailer, but it was, like, just barely more than a teaser, yeah. really. But it just seems like this was almost a knee-jerk reaction, which I'm not complaining. Mm-hmm. I think it looks fucking great. I'm um, excited for it. If anything, it just may suffer from that... Uh, trying to catch lightning in a bottle twice thing. Mm-hmm. Where, like, I don't think anybody anticipated or expected the first Deadpool to be what it was mm-hmm. and worry that they're going to try to duplicate it and it's going to feel less natural. Yeah, I could see that. Especially, um, it has a different director now, I believe, right? So, yeah. It's actually going to be the first film that Ryan Reynolds has received writing credits on. Wow. So. Oh, no kidding. There's that. I thought he got writing credits the last time, but guess not. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Good talk. I don't believe him. You're right not to. <laughs> Can't trust anything I say. Nope. Don't trust anybody. DTA. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are still amped up from yesterday. We oh, are. dude. Yeah. We're, we're going to power bomb you through this fucking table. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I, had trouble, I had trouble sleeping after the main event. The main event was hot. <laughs> it was it in was, more ways than one. In more ways than one. I've never seen a reaction on Jeff's face the way uh, that he reacted at some parts of the main <laughs> event last night. Really? It was yeah. he did he did the jaw drop. <laughs> there was I thought there was a good chance I'd see someone get hospitalized or killed. Yeah, there was. <laughs> <laughs> That's always you know due for a good time. Yeah. There wow, was, look at him go. <laughs> there was points where I was just like, no, don't do it. <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad you guys had fun. Thank you. Next time you'll have to come. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't, do you guys got any other news? Uh, that was kind of my thing. <laughs> That's, <all> I, <laughs> That's kind of all I had this week. I really, uh, I really want to see uh, Pacific Rim 2. I think I'm going to. Oh, yeah, that came out this week, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, shit. Apparently, the reviews are saying that it's much better than its god-awful trailers make it look. <laughs> Is that a direct quote? <laughs> yes. <laughs> better than the god-awful trailers. Those are horrible trailers. I didn't think oh, that was... Oh, I'm ready. Oh, I'm ready. I'm like, oh, my. Put it on for <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> I didn't think they were that terrible. I've seen worse trailers. Oh, uh, yeah, but, like, it's just, you know... Very generic, shitty, shittily produced action trailers. Yeah, yeah. All, um, all upward angled shots. Uh-huh. I'm still gearing up for uh, Ready Player One. You're pretty excited for it? Um, I don't know if I'm excited or is it just like... Curious? Curious and also it's like, oh, wow, there's something coming out I kind of want to see. So now I'm like, I'm trying to use it as like a tie over for Infinity War. Yeah, something that isn't a comic book movie. Yeah, yeah something <laughs> just kind of like... Uh, Wet my appetite, get me in the theater. 
<laughs> I uh, I wasn't going to see it, but I heard that uh, Mecha Godzilla is in it, so I'm probably going to check it out. Is he going to fight uh, the Iron Giant? I hope so. Well, I, th- I don't know. Is Van Diesel doing the Iron Giant's voice again? I hope so. Superman. <laughs> Batman's apparently also in it. Yeah, Freddy Krueger's in it. Um, really? Yeah, Goro. I think the Gremlins. It. Yeah, I think the Gremlins See? are in it. Nostalgia bomb. It's nostalgia, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> M. Bison's in it. Um, For me, it was a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> is that, it's Raul Julia as M. Bison. Too. I was just going to say, I'm making that part up. But. Jeff, I don't know what you're talking about. These Cheetos are good. Eat them all. <laughs> See if I care. I will in a minute. You piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most hostile show ever. <laughs> you yuppie bastard. You disagreed with me about Cheetos. That's <laughs> true. I should know my place. <laughs> I should know my place in when the it world. Comes to Cheetos. And that's in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This one's getting away from me. Yeah. And on that note. Um, so today we're going to discuss uh, DC book, A Dark Knight. A true Batman story. <laughs> Which uh, is a lie. Batman wasn't in it. It's uh, <laughs> written by Paul Dini, who some of you may recognize the name. Some of you may not. Uh, for those of you that do not, he is uh, credited as like the second big gun when it comes to Batman, the animated series. He's right next to Bruce Tim. He's one of the co-creators of Harley Quinn. Uh, worked on Tiny Toons, Animaniacs, all that stuff. He's also worked on a couple Spider-Man cartoons and comics since then. Um Real, uh, very talented nerd royalty almost. Yeah. yeah. I'd say yeah, kind of a who's who. Yeah. Um, I actually, I don't remember what show it was. This may have been in our early, early beginnings, our placenta stage, if you will. (laughs) I will. (laughs) Uh, you gotta make things all gooey. (laughs) But I remember, um, mentioning that I had heard about this book being made. Yes. Stop making faces. What's wrong, friend? <laughs> What's happening? I like go over and he's going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty unprofessional. <laughs> this is all about the Cheetos, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> Those fucking Cheetos. Um, they destroyed our friendship. <laughs> um <laughs> But it was an earlier show. I had mentioned I wanted to read this book because I'd watched uh, Kev- was a Kevin Smith thing on YouTube, and he actually mm-hmm. had Paul Dini on. This was uh, pre heart attack. Kevin Smith was uh, uh, was this was a while ago too? Yeah. Twenty fourteen. This was like this was a while ago. Was Paul Dini like stopping to like talk to an imaginary Batman in the, <laughs> in the middle of the interview? Or? No, he just uh, he was. Uh, basically just talking about the overall story of the book and like mm. that night and like what happened. And I just remember thinking like, wow, this sounds like a really, uh, interesting book, yeah, like very, something very different, like very I, avant-garde. I definitely want to pick this up. And, uh, we went to a local comic book store that was closing and they were doing like 50% off. And I saw the, and I completely forgotten about the book <laughs> up until a couple of weeks ago when we went, like, I just completely forgot it existed, and I saw it sitting there. I was like, oh, yeah, that fucking thing. <laughs> I was like, I need to buy that. I could see how this would end up on a uh, 50% off rack. I mean, not to say it's well, the whole bad or closing. poorly written. <laughs> yeah. But, like, uh, oh, that's true. But, like, um, <laughs> this is definitely something very different. Niche? Yeah, very, yeah, very much so. Um, and it's a Vertigo title, too, which Makes I didn't sense. realize when I, when I picked it up. Um but I just remember thinking, like, wow, yeah, that's, this sounds like a really, like, interesting, different kind of take on things. It's an autobiographical book. Yep. All right. Good show. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. See you next week. Um, but uh, I actually, like, I bought, like, a stack of books. But I knew, like, especially because this one was the shortest of the books. <laughs> so I was like, well, this is going to be the first one I read. I think that might have backfired because this is really heavy in... Uh writing like exposition yeah. and yeah. dialogue so we it actually was probably longer than some of the thicker books to read yeah that's, that's very the, true I, I read it for the second time last night and i was like eh, it didn't take me that long last time but then i read it and i, I started it right when i got home so it was probably about 10 o'clock 
And then I looked at my clock after I got done. It was one in the morning. <laughs> and I was like, geez. Yeah, mine, like, I didn't realize how much time had passed when I was reading either. Um, so the book, um, it kind of starts off with him. It's uh, like he's doing a pitch for the book, which I thought was kind of cool. And then, like, when it shows him, like, he's like, you know, I, I'm a visual person, so I got to do storyboards. So he's, like, doing putting up storyboards and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really cool how it, like, flashback to when he was a kid and like everything around him was still drawn like normal, but like him as a kid still looked like a blue line pencil drawing. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, that's really cool. That's very visual and uh very uh cinematic almost. Mm, very, yeah. Very m- metaphorical. Yeah. Is that the word? Yeah. Good enough. Um, it uses the illustration to uh, basically bring out how he felt as a kid. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's a, I think uh, the start of the book is very um, depressing. Familiar. <laughs> I, I mean, yes. For familiar. some of us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, everyone, like, it's definitely hits home with feeling ostracized as a child. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, I was, like, when I was reading it, I was just like, oh, my God. Like, I fucking already get this guy. <laughs> because, like, when I was a kid, like, I preferred to play alone as opposed to play with other kids. Mm-hmm. He still feels like that. Yeah. Like <laughs> I prefer to just like play with, you know, keep me with my action figures. You were going to say play with myself, weren't you? I listen, I <laughs> thought really hard <laughs> to make sure I didn't say that, <laughs> but uh, just like leave me with my action figures. Cause this is my world and just leave me alone. Yeah. I don't like other people touching my action figures either. Um, I didn't even really like, uh, when I was a kid, I didn't even really like spending the night at people's houses. Yeah. Yeah. I, di- I just, it was weird for me. I didn't like it. I um, did, but I didn't. I just, I wanted to go over to somebody else's house to play their video games. That's pretty <laughs> yeah. Much if it. they had video games, I'd spend the night. Um, But it's really interesting, like just watching because he, he delves into how he's, he took solace in, you know, cartoons and comics and stuff like that, which once again, I think we can all kind of, uh, relate to yeah I, I know what you're saying like when i first started reading the book i think the first couple of pages when he's pitching the idea um i was like Ugh. i was like i don't know if i'm gonna make it through this so this is pretty dry already <laughs> and then he goes in to start uh describing his childhood and i was like oh crap and like for for me it was the same thing it hit hard like yeah. t- uh, to home it was basically like he was he was describing my childhood well on the beat and even, I was like, shit. <laughs> yeah. Even for me, like the part where he was uh, <clears throat> getting like, uh, I don't want to say tested, but mm-hmm. he was being interviewed by like psychiatrists or doctors and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they're asking, they ask him something about uh, superheroes and stuff like that. That literally happened to me as a kid. You went to a, uh, you went, uh, went to a therapist? Not, not a therapist, but I had, uh, there was one point where I was in grade school where I got pulled out of class and got had to talk to a I don't know if it was guidance counselor. I don't know. I know it was. I don't know if it was a a doctor or I don't really know what it was for because this this was in like fourth fifth grade. Mm -hmm. And I remember this is via the school though, via the suggestion from the school, public school, like private school. Oh, Uh, that's out of my league. I don't know how they work. Um, but. I remember talking to the, I don't remember if it was a lady or a guy. I don't remember very much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, the one question I remember, I remember them asking me, so do you think that Spider-Man is real? <laughs> and I remember even like as a kid thinking like, are you, are you kidding dense? me right now? Like, <laughs> no. Dense? What are you retarded or something? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was, and I, I told him, I was like, no. And um, God bless my mom. Uh, I remember going home f- getting home from school and telling her all about it. And she was like, well, did you tell them? No, <laughs> but Batman is, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, even, even like in that sense, like I was like, Oh wow. I was like, I, this, this is really, uh, hitting home and bringing home, bringing up some memories. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Literal word for word. Yeah. Memories. It was, uh, it's, it, I think that one of the reasons it made me maybe took me longer to read this one was because at that point, I started thinking about like, yeah, when we were kids, the overactive imagination was treated like that. 
Mm-hmm. Now it's like treated much with pills, treated with pills. <laughs> and, that's, and it's disgustingly sad because there's nothing wrong with being in the fourth grade with an overactive imagination. Dude. Mm. And the thing is, is like the parts in the book where like he's talking about his schoolwork and he's like, he didn't really care about his schoolwork. He was more yeah. interested in what oh. Batman and stuff was doing. Like mm-hmm. that was like, I'm kidding, I just got goosebumps. <laughs> like that was me. And that was me even, even preceding like fourth, fifth grade. That uh-huh. was me in sixth grade, seventh grade. Eighth grade. That was me in high school. Like still. I remember like, having to take notes in like eighth grade, and I'm more concerned about what the fuck, uh, whether or not fucking Sting's going to join the NWO. <laughs> <laughs> just sitting there, and he eventually <laughs> did, by the way. And uh, <laughs> I'm just sitting there in like eighth grade. I'm just drawing like <laughs> Sting face paint, like all over my notes <laughs> and stuff like that, and, and you know, um, all that shit. Uh, it's just yeah, like there's just there's there's certain people in the world that 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 stuff doesn't grasp them and you don't doesn't mean there's anything wrong with them. I'm happy to say like, I have no medication. I was never prescribed mm, Ritalin yeah. or I don't know what else they do. Uh, Adderall. Yeah. Say, Adderall's the, the new gen one. When, when we were kids, it was Ritalin. I think for the most part. Yeah. Uh, like I, yeah. they never, I, I think a lot of the tests, I mean, I don't know what, they were ever looking for or wanting to there see. Is, there is no fucking test for it. That's the, the most yeah. disgusting part. Well, I mean, no how do you clinically how, diagnose Yeah, you it. can't clinically diagnose uh, I mean, it's so vaguely. It's just like, oh, this kid it does not pay attention. Like, yeah. no, I don't pay attention because this is boring. And it doesn't I interest care me. more about what Batman's going to be doing at 4.30 on the yeah. new Adventures of Batman. That's Yeah, I mean, um, there is nothing wrong with Really having an overactive imagination as a child, but to be fair, Paul Dini, there was something wrong with him. (laughs) 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 Kind of a side, side, we can do a little sidebar. Um, if you guys get a chance with this coming up the way it is, there's a documentary on Netflix, um, called uh, Take Your Pills. Mm -hmm. I'm already interested. I would highly suggest sitting down and watching it. It, it, It addresses the whole uh ADHD issue within uh the American walls. Mm. I say walls because that's the only place so where it exists. Yeah. Yeah. It's that and like New Zealand, I think. But um fucking New Zealand. Well, not to get, you know, I don't I'm just g- kidding. We love our fans <laughs> in New Zealand. <laughs> I don't want to get too crazy on like the whole uh that part of it, but um Yeah, they only kind of glance over it anyways. Also too, like this book is also kind of interesting too for anybody who is a fan of Batman the animated series. Because I didn't realize, well, he might have mentioned in the Kevin Smith interview, but he mentions how, like, this, a lot of this stuff happened initially during, uh, when they were writing certain work on Batman Mask of the Phantasm, mm-hmm. which I thought was pretty cool, like, getting that, like, inside scoop of, like, how that stuff was done. Yeah, and it makes you crazy to, it's crazy to think, like, where you were at the mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Like, you're just a kid watching I was this probably, movie while all this craziness is happening in his life. Yeah. Like literal craziness, um, and to his discredit or credit, I don't know. Like you know, in the book, like he's kind of depicted as kind of a schlubby dude. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, full of like self-loathing, yeah, and uh, self-medication uh, and uh, self-pity. A lot, yeah. a lot of self-pity. Um, and I mean, another. Oh, go ahead. Uh, what I I mean, it takes a lot of balls to throw that all out there. Like, he, yeah, like that's that's the thing. Like, I mean. The book is is very um, uh, candid, candid, yeah, very see through. Like it's like, okay, this is what I was going through. Yeah. This is yeah. like this all is, the nitty gritty feelings and yeah, stuff like that, including all the stuff that's less than flattering. Yeah, yeah, like even yeah. like, um, not to jump too far ahead, but you had brought up. There's a part where, uh, it's after they win an Emmy. Mm-hmm. And he like cuts himself with the blade <laughs> on the Emmy. And I remember. <laughs> I thought that that was like, I didn't really. Yeah, that literally I thought, happened. I thought that was like in his imagination. <laughs> yeah, me too. And I thought he like. had to get a tetanus shot. <laughs> I, I just remember like, re- like after I realized it actually happened, I was like, oh, I maybe Wow-wee. I, I would have left that out. Yeah. <laughs> like I would have, I don't know, probably like. If or maybe like not had it to where it was the actual Emmy, or like just like bladed reg like I wouldn't say like normal people do, but the typical way that people blade, not like with your own Emmy. That was just so weird. Yeah, weird and yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe that. Like um what kind of a I mean, what kind of a man blades with his own damn Emmy, you know? <laughs> but uh 
like I said, not to jump too far ahead, but but that did happen. It uh, it does happen. <laughs> uh, so be ready. Uh, <laughs> it's not now that we've already dropped it. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, he he's kind of a schlubby dude, and like there's a, a girl he's interested in, but it, it's evident to you, the reader, and to everybody around him that this person really isn't interested in him mm-hmm. um just in, interested in his hollywood connections hollywood connections of being you know working for Warner brothers and stuff like that and it, once again you enter the self-loathing where he goes out on a date with her and, and she, she definitely like lays it on pretty thick like hey we're just friends yeah which once she again asked him, are you seeing anyone <laughs> and which once again i mean i'm pretty sure we've all been in situations similar yeah yeah, yeah the old one-sided date where yep. someone thinks it's a date the other person thinks oh. it's not so That's actually awkward. how me and uh, Mike met. It's true. <laughs> I thought it was a day. <laughs> I went to go hold his hand. He's like, not today, sir. <laughs> I've actually not on been, a first date. I've been on both sides of that table. Um, I was the yeah, genie you, and then I was the girl. You too. thought you were dating me <laughs> and then this, Jeff thought he was dating you. Yeah, it was actually was, a, a yeah. triangle date. It was a very confusing night for everybody. Three-way, three-way date. <laughs> Everyone triple, thought they were dating threat. the other person. Yeah, triple threat date. <laughs> I think we just wrote a movie. Uh, <laughs> call it triple threat. <laughs> uh, so the date, you know, this is a brief synopsis. It goes very deep. The date doesn't quite go how and how he would hope. And then, like after earlier in the date, when she asks him if she he was seeing anybody, he's like, no. And then, like he starts to get jealous. And then he thinks, like, okay, well, maybe if I tell her I kind of am seeing somebody, it'll make her jealous. So he he does that and it doesn't really have much effect. And then he's like, decides, Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll walk home. And, and he's has this, I'm assuming he has this vision in his head of her, like chasing after him, like <laughs> yeah. as he's walking and boy, did that not happen? No, no. <laughs> um, cause as he's walking, he, he comes across two individuals. Uh, and he, he even says, he's like, Oh, you know, I don't want to be that person that sees two people walking and turns around and you know, the other way, like, I'm just going to stick it out and, he should have turned around because yep. they like beat the shit out of him. <laughs> yep. Like it was almost hard to read. Like, yeah, it was a, uh, there's a lot of, um, obscenities, obscenities and hatred. And, uh, like felt like there's like repressed emotions being put into it. And like, it was like more than just a mugging for sure. It was, <laughs> it's, and then they, uh, they, they do quite a number on him uh, and he goes into great detail describing it. And it's like, whew. Uh, and apparently, like this all happens like in front of a neighborhood, yeah, like yeah. with house yeah. stuff. Which it was, uh, was it West LA, something like that, like West LA in like the early nineties, you know, uh, the time of, like mid nineties, <laughs> yeah, the most dangerous time for in LA yeah. history. Yeah. yeah, that's when they started the assault rifle ban. I think. Um, Still working on that. Yeah. Well, it went away in 2004, and now they're reworking on it. <laughs> to me, that part was pretty crazy because. Uh, I walked to work, I no longer, but I walked to work a lot mm-hmm. and I would walk sometimes at like five o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and like people would always be like, be careful, man, be careful that early. Like you, and I'm like, I'm always walking in front of all these houses. Like, it's fine. Nothing's going to happen. And then I read that and I'm <laughs> like, oh shit. <laughs> On the other hand, down river's nowhere close to West LA. Yeah, no, it's yeah. very true. <laughs> so, but then they tried to fucking run him over with the car. Yeah. 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 I didn't know about that part. I knew about the mugging. <laughs> I did not know that they tried to do a hit and run also. Yeah. Like, and it's just, it's just very like unsettling, like that whole sequence. And, and he, you know, even like watching it, like with the cops, cause everybody has their CSI vision of what cops do. Like they'd be like, Oh, cause he even says it. He's like, Oh, they, uh, they grabbed the receipt. They grabbed the receipt. Like, can't you guys get fingerprints or something from that? And <laughs> they're like, no, like, I th- and, I, and I don't blame him because anytime you're in a situation like that where you you just wish like you're like I wish like can't you do something like mm-hmm. but the sad reality is in situations like that like there's really not a lot they can do like not the beat cops no like and they're not gonna uh, they're not calling in the CSI over a mugging no no and it, it sucks like that's why you have to take justice into your own hands I am the knight <laughs> <laughs> been saying this for years now. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, you know, he, the one part where after he gets home and he calls the girl, he was out on the date with, and mm-hmm. he mentions he was mugged and she's like, Oh my gosh, are you okay? And he's like, yeah. And then she just kind of jumps into her own stuff. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, just, I'm like, dude, I'm like, you need to drop this bitch. Like, I was like what get the rid fuck? of her. 
Like I was like, Mm-mm. there was about three or four girls in my past that like popped up when that part happened. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, this is exactly who this is. Yeah. Um, and then he calls. And then uh, I deleted them on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Took them off the top eight on MySpace. <laughs> uh, he calls then um, Arlene. Uh, I forget her last name, but the woman who does the voice for the original Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which apparently was a very close friend of his. And, and her response is a response you would hope for. A blender. Yes, a, a bl- blender. <laughs> she uh, she asked him if she, she tells me he needs to go to the doctor. She asks if she wants her boyfriend to come by, take him to the hospital. And he's just definitely in that low, like, self-pity. Yep. Like, no, I'll be fine. And, like... He's talking about how his face feels like squishy and like, he won't go to a hospital or even see a fucking doctor. Yeah. He 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 goes home and he sleeps and gets drunk. And gets drunk and sleeps. And takes a hot bath. Yeah. Which apparently is like the worst thing. Yeah, you don't do that. To do or something like that. You don't take hot baths when you've been beat up? No. Why not? Um it's supposed like there's two Two outlooks I've always heard that it, it it releases tension and can make things shift. Oh, um, ooh! <laughs> <laughs> it also um can um take areas which are inflamed and increase them. Oh yeah, because you're supposed to put uh ice ice on yeah the whole cold steak to the boxer eye. Mm-hmm. Um, which is gross. Yeah, it's weird. I've never done it. The one thing he <laughs> The one thing he mentions in the book, and he also he mentioned in the Kevin Smith interview, is he mentioned how like uh, to a lot of people, to his friends and stuff like that, and we may be able to relate kind of sort of to this. He mentions how like his house was kind of like a, a inner like a geek shrine, yeah, like yeah. he had like yeah. all this stuff. <laughs> he had animation cells and like, and then he gets the, the shit kicked out of him. None of it seems to matter, and none of it matters when he gets home because it's just him home. There's yeah. nobody there. And I was just like, oh man. Yeah. yeah. It's still it, it in my heart. Like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it hits it hits hard again. It's just like it's uh you think you're okay and then you you find yourself relating to him again and you're like, yeah. oh man. And the next thing you know, you're sitting at home drinking, playing Buster Busts Loose on the Super <laughs> Nintendo. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. It's like a every Saturday night for me. Oh yeah. That was uh, a great game. It's a fantastic game. That was the part that I really that hit home with me. This <laughs> is a tiny tune game. <laughs> oh, and you know, in, in retrospect, especially like you really go thinking about it, like it was really stupid for him to like go home and like not for one not go to the doctor, like you said. He made a lot of stupid decisions in this story, <laughs> and but to and then like just go to sleep. I don't know if he actually fell asleep, but like if yeah, he, he could have went into a fucking coma. Yeah, he yeah. Been concussed. Yeah, of course, people don't. Especially back then, even nowadays, there wasn't as much awareness around the concept of concussions. Mm-hmm. Like, people didn't realize you don't go to sleep when you have a concussion. Don't yeah. fucking try and sleep it off. Any kind of head injury whatsoever. Yeah. Get it looked at immediately. But he was, you know, just... I think they even... They now... You can go online and find like a... Like a... Almost like a... A checklist? A checklist of what you do can do Do you have home. a concussion? <laughs> yeah. Because it, it's a big deal. Like, you cannot wake up. Just yeah. die. Does bright light hurt you? Yeah. Yes. Are you having trouble reading this because you have double vision? Are you vomiting? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get hit in the head? Yes. You have a concussion. Yeah. Congratulations. Eat this. Uh, fucking WebMD. <laughs> um, Just rub some essential oils on it. So... <laughs> <laughs> Um, essential oils fix everything. I'll so just he, wave a power crystal around my head. <laughs> he all does. Right. He does finally go to the doctor, and like I don't remember if they go into depth of all his energy, but basically, like the side of his face is fucking shattered. His uh, yeah. glidochondrial <laughs> bridge on his. I don't think that's right. Cleft of Venus was damaged. Well, what kind of blew my mind, and like you see it like in the first page is so they did all that reconstructive surgery on his side, yeah, and then they have to make sure that he doesn't roll on his side, so they they attach like a bar, yeah, to the side it, of his head it, that it looks, looks like, like a mug handle, looks or like something. A, looks like a mug handle. It even makes like <laughs> yeah. jokes about how he kind of looks like the Kool Aid Man. <laughs> I mean, God, the part where he's at the doctor and he's poking his face is like, no, nope, I don't like this squishy sensation. On the bed. <laughs> I was like, no. Like, you know, if your face is feeling kind of squishy and weird, you're probably like, I don't know. It's probably, <laughs> probably not going to get better on its own. 
I'm like the type of person, like if I do something, I'm like, I need to go to the doctor right away. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's cancer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a kind of a hypochondriac who just doesn't get it looked at. I got anyways. the side of my face shattered. I have cancer. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only logical explanation. Makes sense, really. I mean, this is like the safest bet nowadays, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, Set yourself up for like the worst possible factor and then anything else, it's a breeze to get over. There you go. Uh, the the Batman aspect of this book kind of comes into his imagination or I don't know if, if it's an inner monologue or what, but yeah. different characters are presented as different emotions. Yeah, different aspects of his personality. Um, like you have Poison Ivy who's sitting there telling him like, listen, these girls never going to be interested in you. Mm-hmm. Like, What are you doing? Why are you bothering? Um you have, of course, after his face, you know, two vase shows up and he's kind of a dick <laughs> as uh, is his won't Joker, uh, is, is the person kind of edging him on. Cause after this, he has, he doesn't want to work on Batman. Yep. You know, he, even when he's, he's being interviewed by the cops, they ask him like what he does. He mentions he works on cartoons and they're like, Oh, what do you do? And he's like, Oh, I do Batman. And they're like, Oh, uh, could have used him tonight. <laughs> it's like, hey, yeah, thanks asshole. Uh, <laughs> But like uh, the the two most interesting ones, like the Joker one, is the one kind of telling him like not to go into work. Like, yeah. listen, you don't need to do this. Just stay home. Like, what do you? You, know, you could take the day off. You could take a week off. You could take a couple months off. Like, why not? <laughs> the Joker pretty much was a, the embodiment of his like depression and yeah, anxiety his, and his self destructive, self destruction, uh, coping mechanisms. The Batman aspect was actually really cool because he was you. You read it, you're like, wow, he's kind of depicting Batman as an asshole. Yeah. Because well, Batman, Batman is an asshole. Yeah, I was going to say, Bat- <laughs> Batman would say all that shit. Because he's like, he's telling me, he's like, you knew that those guys didn't look good, right? Yeah. You, but Walking you kept- towards you in a predatory manner and you did nothing. Yeah. Oh, man, it was awesome. <laughs> I love. I was like, I wish I had an imaginary Batman guiding me along on a daily basis. <laughs> I, I, have, I have to come clean. Uh-oh. The inner monologues where Deanie has uh, the conversations with Batman. I have those on almost a weekly basis at <laughs> some point. Wow. <laughs> well, that's good. I, I, I always talk to Batman. WWBD. <laughs> what would Batman do? <laughs> he would train some children to be in deadly life and death situations and it's help true. them fight crime. I was always, you know, I was always the kid that was like, man, I hope I get orphaned so I can be picked up by Batman. <laughs> <laughs> That's how cults get formed. Yowzers. <laughs> it's all okay if it's in a comic, but as soon as a kid wants to become Robin, yeah. it's, it's <laughs> the fucking end of the world. Were any of the Robins not? Orphans. Tim Drake. Yeah. Damian Wayne. Damian, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. Tim Drake was eventually orphaned. (laughs) He was eventually orphaned, but not like he wasn't orphaned, then he became uh, Robin. Um, But uh, he didn't have a mom, though, right? uh, I just remember his dad. uh, Batman is his mom. (laughs) Bat mom. Bat mom. uh, He was best breastfed by Bat mom. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that went there. <laughs> Anyways, I guess we. But no, yeah, no. Seriously, like I, I'm not, I'm not kidding around. Like there's, there's times where it's. Like, would you just say WWBD? Yep. Um, and I'll have like an inner monologue of, of that, uh, especially if I'm like if it's a point in time because I work midnights and I'll go and I'll like, um, I'll go on my lunch and it's like four o'clock in the morning. I'll go up to Meyer and park my car and I'll be finishing my cigarette and I'll see somebody in my rear view mirror walking like through the parking lot. And that inner monologue starts was it's <laughs> basically, you know, what would Batman do? He'd throw a battering at him. He would. Mm-hmm. I have a battering in my car. So. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the sharp one or the boomerang? It's the one, one with the, uh, that I can use as brass knuckles. Oh, hell yeah. Then he goes home and cuts himself with an Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Actually, I'm more interested in where you got an Emmy. He won it for the oh Tony. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he won it for uh when did you win that Emmy from? Um from my work on Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really good episode. Bravo. Um I put him on the spot and he totally pulled it off. That was amazing. Trying to remember where the book kind of goes. Uh, you guys kind of threw me off. Oh, yeah. He goes into a horrible spiraling depression. He drinks uh, a lot. He gets walking pneumonia from drinking constantly. Yeah. And the penguin has like little goat hoof feet. The drawings of the characters were a little strange. There's that one towards the back, towards the end of the Joker. It looks very weird. Yeah. Well, like it's it, like a weird potato man. I, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't read the uh, credits for the uh, book, but I'm assuming there were 
multiple artists involved mm-hmm. in it. It seems uh, very sporadic. Yeah. Um, um, like, uh, but yeah, uh, like the penguin represented his uh, alcoholism, mm-hmm. his self-medication. I just thought that was really cool how he kind of like interworked all those characters into, uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping... I'm assuming he didn't literally see these people. Otherwise, yeah, I'm there may that's be embellishment, other yeah. lingering issues that need to be addressed. Yeah, al- alcoholic induced uh, dementia or something. Yes, like, yes. yes. There was uh, only one artist. Really? Yeah. Whomst? Uh, Eduardo Risso. Well, he's good. Very talented. When you guys were reading it, when uh, they would go into like the storyboard rooms and stuff like that, the meetings mm-hmm. at Warner Brothers for Batman. Were you looking at the people and being like, all right, which one's supposed to be Bruce Tim? <laughs> I didn't even I, think about it. That's what I was doing. I, was I like, don't know what Bruce Tim looks like, so Yeah. Really? I don't think I've ever seen Bruce Tim in real life. I just kind of picture Bruce Wayne. I just I just picture um what's the guy that comes up with the um robot in the animated series? Oh, Hardack. yeah. <laughs> the guy that creates Hardack. That's what I picture Bruce Tim looking like. You remember the episode of Batman the Animated Series, uh, The Grey Ghost? Yeah. Roughly, yeah. You remember the toy the toy shop guy? That's what he looks like? That's kind of what Bruce Tim looks like. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I'll show you a picture of him. Oh, that's all his naked art. Ooh, you can show me that. <laughs> he has a weird, weird sense of art. There you go. Hey, he does look like he kind of looks like Truman Capote. Yeah, that's that's pretty much the way the the guy that made Harvey yeah, looks. He looks like a fucking dork. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> um, uh, long and short of it, like I, I uh, obviously don't want to go around telling you every detail of the book. He eventually stops being a uh, self-loathing sack of crap. After a come to Jesus meeting with Batman, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Batman tells him to buy a gun. That was great. <laughs> that was, well, he didn't tell him oh, to buy the, the gun. He told he suggested which he's like, get the Walter. <laughs> I was dying. <laughs> did, did you see the line I was telling you about? Which D- line? Um DC would kill me if oh, he, yeah. he, I was shooting this. <laughs> uh, that was fucking funny. But yeah, um, he eventually turns his life around. Um, doesn't get fired from his job. Mm, gets up back working on, the, on Batman, the, uh, Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Yep. Which, which is regarded as one of the greatest Batman movies of all time. Yep. He uh, cuts back on the drinking, although he never gives it up. And he decides to stop having pneumonia. You don't quit the booze and the booze and quits you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, he, and to my knowledge, he never got a steady girlfriend in this book. So. He, got, oh, he, he, he mentioned he got married. Oh, yeah. did he? Yeah. I must have glanced through that. Yeah. It was kind of at the wrap up point. Yeah. Uh, but I mean it was it's a it's if you're you're into like a very different kind of book. If you're, you're into autobiographies, slice of life stories. That slice. <laughs> and also like if you're into like a Batman the animated series, like it's a kind oh, of yeah. a cool, interesting look in to that that kind of world. Yeah. Also it has excellent art and the him using embellished schizophrenia as a vehicle for all this artwork was a cool touch I felt, mm-hmm. which Otherwise, this would have been a horrifically boring comic to read. <laughs> I think that's probably one of the things where it was just kind of like, you know, how do you make this into a more, well, you throw in, you know, some more of the Batman characters. Yeah, and, and some uh, pitched ideas that it never got. That into, Sandman yeah. episode yeah, he mentioned. That yep. would be really cool. I I like the art in it, too. I, got, I, I kept meaning to mention Cody about that, uh, and uh, I thought that was really cool. Like, at first when I was reading, I was like, wait a minute, is he pitching this as, like, an episode? <laughs> for Batman the Animated Series, and it was like, yeah, pretty yeah. much. I I agree that it was probably best that they dropped it. It would have been a really cool episode, but and I like his 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 uh, reaction to it, where like the person's like, that's then it's it's good, but we'll we'll never get this. Yeah. This will never get made. <laughs> and he even says like, I kind of knew it wouldn't get made, but I'm just glad that I tried. Mm-hmm. I want to see that story. I, I would s- too. It'd be, I, it would be a really good uh, DC standalone animated film. Yeah, but I wish they just make a Sandman animated film. Anyways, that'd mm-hmm. be it'd be bitching. Um, I mean, Neil Gaiman puts his name on all kinds of crap for the BBC, so he shouldn't have a problem <laughs> with that. I uh, I can strongly recommend this book. I think it's worth a worth a shot if you're like like I said, looking for a different 
slice of the pie. Mm-hmm. Different, a little variety. If you can withstand a lot of self-pity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's be honest, comic book readers. I mean, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, like, I was We're kind like, of a self-pity bunch. I was kind of groaning reading. I was like, man, this guy's like a self-pitying sack of crap. But I at knew, the same time... <laughs> I kind of knew that's how you were going to feel. Like, reading it, I was like, Jeff's going to be like, this guy's a fucking pussy, man. Like, I, I knew... I just... I like to think it's just because I know you so well yeah. as a friend. Well, I mean... <laughs> I don't, I'm not big on like pity for other human beings. It's never really been my forte. So this is a challenging read at first, but at the same time, I admire his candor, like the amount of bravery that it takes. Like I would never put out my most shameful, if I bladed with a fucking Emmy, none of you would ever fucking hear about it. (laughs) That's that's the thing. Unless it was part of a prank or something. This book was like the the final stage of like his healing of getting over Mm -hmm. this. Yeah, I applaud him for that. I think it's really cool. And he even mentions himself if other people can find, uh, you know, even if he's, you know, like they have his Joker, the Joker telling him, um, you know, bravo, you know, what do you think this is going to accomplish? And, you know, people are going to look at you as like a loser and such mm-hmm. and so forth. I'm paraphrasing. He says, well, if even one person reads it and finds it helpful, then uh, right. I'll have accomplished what I wanted with this book. And I think that's, yeah, that's really Noble. cool. Bravo, bravo to him yeah. for having a lot of bravery. I will say admit- that. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 finish it up. I was just going to say <laughs> him admitting that, you know, he's a, uh, was horribly full of self-loathing, which is something that a lot of people would never admit. Can't to. admit. Although they admit it in everything they say and do because it's obvious who your actions at times. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure to all of his friends it was obvious that he was just at a pity party for presumably months to years. But Right. Um, yeah. Good book. I, I would say that though it's not for the casual comic book reader. Oh, not at all. No. <laughs> you, it, like I think you have to be a, a fan of his work and I mean, like, kind of know who he is. Or even... I mean, um, or you have to understand what you're looking at because it's a look behind a curtain that right. you otherwise have no knowledge of who this person is or right. why he's seeing Batman characters and, and stuff like that. Right. Or and, even uh, someone who experienced something that was unexpectedly traumatic to them. I would recommend reading this because mm-hmm, I think it'd be mm-hmm. helpful to them too. So they wouldn't wallow in self pity and do everything wrong that he did. Right. All these unhealthy coping mechanisms like talking to the penguin at the bar. For sure. <laughs> um, That's the top one for you? <laughs> well, he had like weird little goat feet. Why would you talk to that guy? Not the, not the like the increasing amounts of alcohol that he was like pouring down. Yeah. Well, he got, he got that's what he gets for hanging out with the penguin, man. <laughs> he got a new blender and made uh, frozen mojitos or something <laughs> like that. That was the first thing he did. Um, I The way I would direct this would be like if somebody was interested um, is go check out the interview that Kevin Smith did on fat man on Batman uh, with Paul. <laughs> yeah. This, which basically was like the catalyst for this book, right? Well, he had already, the book was already being made. Okay. So it was just him kind of plugging and letting him know, like this book is coming out. It hadn't been released yet, but uh-huh. it's a good uh, summary of the book and where it's coming from. And he gets very emotional talking about it. Yeah, so it's yeah, a good yeah. grab. Uh, so go, I, I would check that out, and then if you're interested after that, then pick up the comic book because reading it out of context would just be I don't. If if somebody gave me this book at like twelve or thirteen, I don't think I would have appreciated <laughs> it as much as I do now, um, because twelve or thirteen, I didn't really you know I didn't know who Paul Dini was back then. Um, who the hell is Paul Ding Dong? I would uh, <laughs> go as far as I would give this this book a, a solid. Uh, uh, nine out of ten face smashings. <laughs> I'm good with that. Nine out of ten face smashings. Jeff, you're going next. Okay. <laughs> I'll give it. Um. Uh, but. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Eight face <laughs> smashings. <laughs> ah, damn it. <laughs> couldn't come up with one. You couldn't come up with one? Nope. That's oh, all on you. You got to turn it around now. All right. Well, I'm going to take the one that I thought you were going to take. Let's hear it. Uh, I will give this uh, eight out of ten um, penguin hooves. <laughs> 
So is that... Um, I'm surprised nobody said, like, 8 out of 10 Emmy cuts. <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I, 8 I, out of 10 I don't, <laughs> Buster Busts Loose for Super Nintendo. <laughs> I don't think I would have touched the Emmy cuts one. I don't think I've... I don't think he should this. have touched that. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get a tetanus shot <laughs> That's gotta be, yeah, like... Jesus. I, like, hey, did you read my book? Yeah. <laughs> If there if there is an episode that I need to show people to illustrate my my gr- uh, friends group uh, dark humor, <laughs> it's gonna be this episode. Do you think people ever people now like if they've read the book, they go to his house and they see that like sitting on the shelf, and they're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they see dry up blood on the edges of it. Yeah, um, <laughs> yikes, man. So wipe yep. that thing off. <laughs> Check out that book, uh, Dark Knight: A True Batman Story by Paul Dini. Um, Real quick before we wrap this show up, we got to get into some Facebook questions. Some Q&A, baby. Some Q&A. Q&A. Chase asks, eh, since the Riddler is the image for the post, let's let's do a what if. If each of you had a chance to write an episode of Batman featuring the Riddler, what would be the big plot line that you would give Mr. Nigma to try and fool the bat? Who's going um, first? The biggest thing for me, and I think Tony's going to agree with, because we talked about this on a couple episodes ago when we talked about the Riddler. Yeah. What I want to see done with the Riddler is I want to see him put in a like done in like a jigsaw sort of way, like from Saw. Yeah. Like in these like elaborate riddle like death traps. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't have to be exactly like Saw, but you yeah, do something. Not. There's something you could build <laughs> on with that that I think has not been really tapped too much. And I, I mean, we mentioned it's kind of been touched on in the Arkham games, but I think there's still more there. There's still. Uh, Someplace you can take the Riddler into a modern day mythology of the character and, and mm-hmm, do him mm-hmm. justice and have him not seem so campy and doofy. I agree. Mm-hmm. I definitely think he needs or he deserves some revitalization as a character. Um, should I go next? Yeah, you can go next. I had an idea. I figured how far out there could I go with the character to make revitalize it. So I, had, I wanted to go with a supernatural, even like Lovecraftian demonic spin where he... Uh, while putzing around looking for riddles, he finds like an ancient Sumerian book of riddles and he ends up getting possessed by an ancient riddling demon and he uses supernatural powers in a hellish uh, (laughs) multi-episode arc that he puts Batman through. You really went into that (laughs) one aspect of it. I was about to say, (laughs) I I see a team up with the uh, Dark Justice League. Yeah, I figured, you know, Constantine could show up and like, (laughs) there's so many different like demonic infernal DC characters that you could put into it too. And uh-huh. It'd be a fun way to uh, revitalize the character. That's I like it. And if it took, they could make it, you know, last after that. Or if not, it would just be a fun little One way off. to, yeah, to put the Joker back in the limelight or mm-hmm. not the Joker, the Riddler back in the limelight. Get it right. Yeah. Um, well, if you go back a few episodes, we did a, a Hollywood pitch episode and I think mine was uh, a Riddler based deal mm-hmm. so oh, yeah. i mean to just kind of re-elaborate on it uh like mike said would we see eye to eye in the factor that it'd be very uh jigsaw oriented in the in how his riddler traps would be set up but essentially um i'll change it up a little bit for uh the riddler has the bat family we'll we'll say batgirl uh robin and nightwing we'll keep it um simple don't ask me which Robin. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, basically, they're in uh, giant inside time giant torture device, devices, where then Batman has to go around and essentially solve these riddles, where then he would encounter um, a lot of his rogues gallery. So then you would you get a lot of fan service out of my 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 pitch. Oh yeah. So you know he'd show up at the iceberg lounge because of one of the riddles like directed him towards that. All the while, the, these clocks are like ticking down, and he, you know, he can have it like synced up into like his like bat stopwatch or something. You know, um, this would make a good video game too. It would, and yeah, that's basically it. Like a a, a, a death trial by clock. I like it. Me too. Um, Damon <laughs> asks from the uh, accidental wrestling fan. Who is the pro wrestling equivalent of the Riddler? <laughs> um, I'm just going to go first here because there was one name that popped in my head right when I read that question. Oops. I didn't even have to think. Ooh. Roddy Piper. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, okay. but that's just like 
I, when that was the first person I thought of that, I was like, well, look, clearly my brain is associating the two for some reason. <laughs> Maybe because he always said, you know, the minute you think you have the answer, I change the question. Oh, there you go. So that's, yeah. <laughs> All right. That's a pretty solid pick. I'll go next, Jeff. Do it. Uh, the first name that popped in my head was uh, Cody Rhodes. Yeah? Yeah. I like it. The old, the old Stardust? Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> whole, that whole gimmick. Very good. Jeffrey, um, do you I, like to be called Jeffrey? I do. I don't mind it. Okay, good to know. <laughs> um, I would say Hugh Morris because he had. Hugh? Oh yeah, <laughs> not really yeah. though. That was that was a joke. Oh. Answer, but um, Hugh, <laughs> Hugh Morris, <laughs> what? I'd probably go with <laughs> poor bastard, <laughs> the genius, because he was a really academic type of uh, heel, yeah. and he's a. Riddler's always been very academic in his depictions, very collegiate and smart. Solid. I like him. I like Solid. him all. Thanks. Uh, Dave from Dave's Nerd Companion throws at us, if the Flash could stop or cause any incident in history, not counting the death of his parents, what incident would he stop? Uh, then you asked him, Tony, is this before or after he learns the effects of time travel? And he says both. <laughs> you had to ask him that, Tony. So this is a loaded It's a very loaded question. It's a very loaded question. Because if we're talking about the 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 Barry Allen before he realizes the consequences of changing time travel uh the timeline, then because he said before uh without saving his parents that was it couldn't be a choice, fine. Then he'll go back and save Iris. Who's Iris? I don't read the Flash. Iris oh, West. <laughs> Iris West, his uh, his wife. Oh, well, that makes sense. I'd probably do something similar. Um, then if we're talking about the Flash afterwards, after he knows, he wouldn't do anything because Barry Allen realized how much of a screwed up thing it was to change yeah. one one he, deal. I mean, Flashpoint changed the whole game. Yeah, Superman lost his trunks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, actually, I'll reverse that. And say if um, uh, there's two answers I have here, either he would save Irish West from death, or he would um, then, or go back in time and swap over universes, unless we're talking about that Flash in that timeline, and then stop the Joker from killing Lois Lane, then turning uh, Superman bad <laughs> in the Injustice line. Because that pretty much was like the big deal. Yeah, and I think I think Barry would go back. I think even Barry would go back to stop that in any uh, rank of the timeline. Um, I took this question more as like historical. <laughs> I was like, he, I mean, oh, not maybe, ta- <laughs> maybe he stopped nine eleven. That changed everything. It did, or maybe he stopped like Hitler from being born. That See, changed you, everything. You can't do that kind of like that. That would be humongous historical changes. Yeah, like six, six million Jews wouldn't have been exterminated. <laughs> <laughs> I come on. Be we quiet all know on this that question now. We all know that time travel doesn't just do the positive side. of Oh, it. I know. He'd it, stop Marty McFly from making out with his mom. That's true. <laughs> I mean, if he stopped Hitler from being born, then um, everybody just focuses on the on the. The positive of it. There could be a negative. Oh, yeah. There could have been, like, Nazi dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been ten laugh. times worse than Hitler. I, I mean, it's just just was, one Hitler. I was completely caught off guard by <laughs> Nazi dinosaurs. Well, yeah. Everyone would be. <laughs> Were there, I mean, there could be... That does sound like a comic book-oriented deal right there. <laughs> hundred duck-sized Nazis or, or one, one dinosaur-sized duck? <laughs> I thought you were say one Nazi-sized duck. One Nazi-sized duck, yep. <laughs> it's a big fucking hateful duck, man. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. That duck's the exact size of one Nazi. <laughs> what a weird standard of measurement. <laughs> All right, are we on me now? Uh, yeah, I, I tanked this question. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that if the Flash could go back to any point, he would probably go back to when Kevin Feige was born and have him killed so that the Marvel Cinematic Universe wouldn't be fucking beating the shit out of the DC Cinematic Universe. I'm glad I'm like the only one that kind of like stayed within comic realm. <laughs> <laughs> nope, this is what you get with us. You get all different realms of possibilities. That's what makes us such a versatile, fun little show. It's true. <laughs> 
Thanks for those questions, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Kill Kevin we Feige. Took the, <laughs> we took those questions very seriously. I, very, put a little, I put a little thought into the Riddler one, and then I got drunk and passed out, and that's as far as I got. <laughs> <laughs> well, feel free to send us any questions on our Facebook, or you can send us an email, kapowcastpodcast at gmail.com. You can find our show every week on the Pod Bros Podcasting Network, where you can find tons of other shows like The Accidental Wrestling Fan and the John Pod Van Dam cast. That's me, baby. Yeah. Dave's Nerd Companion. So much stuff. Just an endless supply of, of listening delights. Sexual delights. Hey, we both were going to use the word delights. That's, yeah, we did. I was about to say, it's, uh, speaking of delight, um, that delightful is a pretty good show. You check that out one, too. Delightful? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, that's delightful. Yeah, yeah, that's delightful. Um. <clears throat> Also, we are finishing up our March Madness with our final four. Mm. We have Batman taking on <laughs> the Flash. You all right? These results tickled me to no end. <laughs> Batman taking on the Flash. And then we have Wolverine going up against Deadpool. I'm still pretty salty about that Wolverine Thor one. I'm, I'm a little surprised that the Flash like uh, made it all the way. Yeah, because like the other ones are like more casual favorites. I mean, they have hardcore favorites too, but like those are like the mainstream. more mainstream. Yeah, I think I think, I think like a, the hardcore like nerd community like banded together. Like you know, the Flash, every like every Flash fan is like the Flash could beat anyone. He can hit you really fast, and you know, like he can hit you one billion times in one second. He can. Well, more than that. I mean, um, it wasn't it wasn't how I thought it was going to go down yeah, at all. No, um, um, well, I mean, people just pick their favorites normally, it's, and I. I feel like I, I purposely orchestrated it where the DC finals would not come down to Batman and Superman. Yeah. I, I wanted to try to avoid that when I made all of the brackets. Um, I did not expect the Marvel side to end up with two people with healing factors. So those people that their main <laughs> two argument stabby for, people with healing those main, the people that whose main argument for those people was well, they can heal. Good fucking luck now. <laughs> How the hell is Wolverine going to beat Thor? Give me a... I, he could have just flown in the sky and zapped him with lightning for days on end. I, have, I had this vision in my head of Thor electrocuting Wolverine just while sitting and eating a turkey leg. Yeah. <laughs> or if or throwing gets, him into fucking outer space. Or uh, uh, Chuck, I think, had commented on it. had mentioned that... Because my argument was that Wolverine's skeleton is a conductor for electricity, mm-hmm. but he said adamantium is not electric... Is not a... Cannot be, you know, it's not a, it doesn't work like that. How did, where do you hear that? I, uh, it's probably something like aluminum, but, uh, aluminum conducts electricity, doesn't it? No, huh. but you can't, I don't know. But, uh, he, uh, he then stated how he's pretty sure though, that if, if, if Thor hit Wolverine with Mjolnir, that it would shatter his bones. Well, I mean, and I just um, have a vision of, of Thor just getting Wolverine down and just setting his hammer on his chest. And like, that's <laughs> it. That's what we're you, done. You brought that up last week and that's why Thor got my vote. I was like, you're right. He puts the hammer on his chest, and it's the whole Loki deal all over again. Well, I mean, um, <clears throat> Thor has dented Cap's shield before. And yeah. Cap's shield is stronger than uh, pure adamantium. So It's a hybrid of vibranium and adamantium, ain't it? Well, uh, in the 616, in the 616 universe, uh, <laughs> but no, yeah, in the mainstream Marvel universe, uh, adamantium is a reverse engineering of the properties of Captain America's shield, which is a vibranium uh, steel alloy. I was also kind of salty mm. about the whole Deadpool Doctor Strange one too. Yeah, I really, I mean, how the fuck is Deadpool going to be Doctor Strange? Time travel belt. Yeah, well, I mean. That's time, the only thing I, like, that was the first thing that yeah, popped Yeah, and plus head. there's like, there's the concept of plot armor, which is how yeah. Batman beats Superman on a consistent <laughs> basis. Like, we'll write the plot to where that happens. Like, it's just like Stan Lee said, it's whoever the writers decide, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's a good way to always dodge that question. Yep. But uh, the final four are there, and then it's either going to be Batman versus Wolverine, Batman versus Deadpool, or it'll be the Flash versus Deadpool, or the Flash versus Wolverine. So I'm rooting for Deadpool because it would be the most ridiculous <laughs> thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you have a horse in this race, Tony? For to take it all? Yeah. Um, I mean, I've said since uh, the second bracket that it, to take it all, I think it'll either be Batman or Soups. So soups is out of it. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna back with Batman. Um, I would like to see. I I'm torn between I, my love for Batman, but um, I have a, a I have a terrible terrible feeling that Wolverine's gonna take this yeah. just out of popularity alone. Which I know is saying you know Batman fan like it's kind of pot kettle. 
I think Wolverine but can take Batman. I just feel like with Wolverine, it, it what bothers me about Wolverine is that his healing factor has been so stretched compared to what it used to be. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, he couldn't always fucking regenerate from a fucking skeleton or shit like that. No, like, like it used to be, he would die if a significant matter of his, like if he had internal organs removed, he would yeah. die from that. But now, like, like in like old man Logan, like he gets fucking eight and somehow still comes back. Yeah, and and that shit, it's it's the Superman thing all over again. Yeah. It's, it's overpowered. Yep. They just you keep know? increasing the. Oh wow, look what he did this time! Yeah. And so it's uh, like Dragon Ball Z or something. Head on over and and vote for that shit. <laughs> good, good pitch. Uh, <laughs> that's what I do. Um, and I think that'll do it for this show. Hell yeah. Don't forget to check us out on iTunes, Pod Bros Podcasting Network, uh, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher Radio. Stitcher Radio. I always forget that one. <laughs> um, and we'll be back next week with another thrilling, throbbing edition <laughs> of Kapowcast. See you next time.